Thank you for listening to this service from Calvary of Albuquerque. It's our hope that this message will help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And right now we're going to hear from the Word of God. And we believe that He's going to speak to us tonight through our speaker, Levi Lusco. As he comes and presents a message for us. And as God's word is amplified, we want you guys to tune out every single distraction. So we want you to pay attention to the teaching of God's word because he believe, we believe that we, he is going to change your life tonight. So focus in as we have Levi come out. Uh, Levi is the pastor of Fresh Life Church in Montana. He's the founder of the O2 Experience several years ago. And he's traveled all across America, all across the world, giving messages of salvation and sex and what God can do in your life through a life of purity. You can check out his website at levilusco.com. But right now, let's go ahead and give a huge round of applause for my good friend and brother, Levi Lusco. So stoked to be here with you guys. I'm just stoked to be back in the 505. I don't know about you guys. I love it here. I graduated from high school here in Albuquerque. And you know what? There was two things I needed when I got here. A green chili burrito and some Dion's pizza with ranch. That was it. Yeah. I just, I'll tell you, I just, every time I have pizza, I just imagine putting Dion's ranch on it anywhere I go in the world. So you guys have it pretty good here. But uh, like we talked about, we're going to talk tonight about life and death, sex and romance. And we're going to talk about sex and romance in a minute. But right now I want to talk to you about life and death. And these are subjects that are, that have been on my mind lately. A lot this week especially. I flew here straight from California, uh, Southern California, where I attended and spoke at the funeral of a, of a very good friend. I just flew in yesterday. And, um, and uh, he died last week on Thursday morning at 9 a.m., and, uh, and he, I, I know exactly, um, he died in a car accident, and I, I know what happened to him after he died, and I'm going to talk to you more about that in a moment, but he was a good friend, and, and death is always so shocking, and, uh, and especially when someone just dies suddenly without an illness, dying in a car accident just instantly, just gone, and, and what made his death so hard for me to believe, when I heard the news, I, I had a hard time believing it was true, because the day before... We had Wednesday been text messaging back and forth. You know, you text message your friends all the time. And then at midnight, I got an email from him. I was reading it on my phone and went back to sleep. I heard it ring and then the beep with the email. And, and then the next morning when I got the call that, that he died, I just, I couldn't believe it. And, and as I went back the, in the last couple of days, reading text message conversations we had, reading emails, they've all had a surreal feeling to them. Because I'm reading messages to me from a guy who's now dead. They almost, you know, felt like, like, well, they were the last communications he ever made to me from this life. And I think this weird feeling that we get when we read something from someone who's died is the same reason the new Batman movie, The Dark Knight, has been such a hit. I mean, I mean, gosh, I don't think it's just the fact that it's a superhero flying around with a cape. I mean, although it was a killer movie, uh, I think part of the reason that it's had the biggest opening, the biggest second weekend, I mean, all these setting all these records set to beat Titanic as the biggest movie of all time is because, you know, we're watching this movie and we all know Heath Ledger's dead. And he's playing this dark joker guy and, and the whole time you're like, almost it's got this weird creepy vibe like we're getting to watch him communicate from beyond the grave. Now, of course, it's not true. The movie was filmed long before he... he well, not long before, but, but shortly before he died. But it got me wondering, got me thinking, what would it be like if you could actually 
hear from somebody who had died? What if somebody could take a cell phone with them after they died and, and not leave it behind on this earth and, and there from wherever they went send messages back telling us, you know, what it was like? I went on a trip recently and a friend said, hey, send me a postcard. And I thought, what would it be like if you could, in wherever you go after you die, cruise down to a souvenir stand and send a postcard back describing where you went and what it's like? I mean, after all, people send postcards when they go to new places. 95 million people died last year and they all went to a new place. What would it say if they could send a a message back? Well, in the Bible, there's actually documentation of a man who died. He went to hell and he was able to send words and God gave us in his word messages really from him on what it's like there. We could call it an email from eternity or we could call it a postcard from hell. And if postcards we get on earth are meant to inspire us to go visit a new place, I mean, you get a postcard from Mount Rushmore or from SeaWorld or from the Grand Canyon, it makes you want to go check that place out. I hope that tonight's postcard from hell will make you want to never go there. And in fact, if maybe you realize that tonight you need to make a change in your life, maybe you realize that is where you're headed when you die, then I hope that tonight could be a change for you. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a few minutes to make a decision to change where you're going to go. So you be thinking about what you're going to do. Let me read to you. This story comes from Luke chapter 16. Jesus said, There was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen. He lived every day of his life in luxury. At his gate, outside of his house, lay a poor man. His name was Lazarus. He was covered with sores on his body. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come up and lick his open sores. So this man who went to hell, he was a rich man, we're told. That means he had it all. He could wear the finest clothes. Imagine if money was no option at all. You could purchase anything you wanted without looking at the price tags. What would you wear? You're going Versace, Louis Vuitton. You know, I'd I'd wear nothing but Volcom or or, or Quicksilver. I mean, in this day, the hot item wasn't Rockin' Republic jeans or, or anything like that. It was purple linen. Aren't you glad things have changed a little bit? And so he wore purple linen all the time, purple linen pajamas and clothes. And and we're told he lived his life in luxury every day. That means everything he wanted, he could have. That means his house would have been on cribs. His daughter would have had her super sweet 16 and his ride would have been pimped, you know. (laughs) He would have been driven around in a stretched chariot with really long horses, as it were. And, you know, he'd get out and boop, boop, you know. And he would have had all the, all the toys you can imagine, the boat and the quads and all this. You know he would have had an iPhone 3G. I mean, come on. And he would have had everything he wanted. He was so rich, he could eat whatever he wanted. I never understood this about the rich people. You know, like, you can eat whatever you want. You can afford it all. What are you going to eat? The weirdest things. Escargot. That's a snail. Are you kidding me? Or they'll go, no, we eat caviar. Fish eggs? That's like bait, bro. I mean, come on. Or they'll go, oh, Truffles. These are rare, I've been told, rare and valuable mushrooms. Okay, so it's a very special fungus. Still gross. You know, I'd want nothing but in and out if I could eat whatever I wanted. There you are. That's right. But in that day, they would eat these greasy lambs, greasy meats, and, and they didn't have napkins. So you're all at the table, and they'd just tear off a big chunk of greasy meat, and they would eat. They didn't have napkins, so they had a piece of bread they would keep on their lap, a piece of, of flat bread, like a tortilla. And, and as they were eating, their hand would get greasy. They'd reach down and gnarl the, the napkin, the bread up. And then when it got too greasy, it couldn't absorb anymore. They would take it and throw, lift up the tent, throw it outside. We're told there was a, a poor beggar who hung outside his house, and, and when that greasy, gross napkin got thrown out, that was his only meal to eat that gross napkin. Well, the poor man in the grossest kind of life you can imagine died 
And, uh, and the rich man died. The, the rich man did not love God. The poor man loved God. Listen to the death. Verse uh, 22 of Luke 16, Jesus said, Finally, the poor man died, and he was carried by angels to be with Abraham. That's God's presence. The rich man also died, and he was buried too. And so this rich man, his death, he was brought to hell. But they both died. It seems instantly in one night. And we don't, we don't know how they died. There's plenty of ways to die. I read that last year in America, 11 people were killed by fireworks. Are you kidding me? You get a little ambitious for the bottle rockets there? I don't know what's going on. Or, you know, I, I read that two people died last year in the world from hiccups. I mean, that's a way to go right there. <laughs> Dead, you know. In Korea last year, a guy died while playing video games. He was only 28 years old. He played video games nonstop for 50 hours and died from exhaustion. His heart just gave out. Now, I can tell you, this never would have happened with the classic Mario Brothers I grew up playing, you know. But, but with the... <laughs> But with the Wii these days, you know, the, the, you see the Wii boxing, have you done that? You see people look, playing, it looks so stupid, it's like, you know, you try doing that for 50 hours, I can understand how a guy would die, you know? Now, we don't know how they died, whether they were playing Mario Kart or Hiccups, but these two people both died in one night. And I think that we really, especially as young people, sometimes think we're invincible, that, that death is something that happens to old people. But my friend who died, he was young. He he was young and had a young family. He had a two-year-old daughter. His wife's expecting another baby in the fall. He wasn't planning on dying. He was planning on living. He was planning on doing things. We were talking and joking about his new blog he was going to release and and these things he was designing. He had tickets purchased to go to Hawaii this summer. He He had a life to live. He was just driving to work every day like we all do. And he had no idea that driving to work would be the last thing he ever did on this earth. Friends, the Bible says we are all appointed once to die and then the judgment. Well, this man, the rich man, he was in hell and he sent back a postcard telling us what it's like. Listen, his soul went to the place of the dead, Jesus said. There in torment, he saw far off Abraham in the distance and Lazarus, with the, 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 the bum, was at his side. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in these flames. But Abraham said to him, Son, remember that during your lifetime you had everything you wanted, and Lazarus had nothing. So now he is here being comforted, and you are in anguish. So we understand the frightening reality of what it's like to be in hell. It's a lot different from the cartoons, from the bumper stickers, from the Simpson episodes. It's not a big party. He said, I'm in torment. I'm being tortured constantly. But notice he was fully conscious. There's a very popular and incorrect idea that once you die, you're just dead and that's it. You're no more. You cease to exist or you're reincarnated and turned into a tree or a butterfly. But notice this man uh, is fully aware. He's, 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 he's very, has his senses functioning. He mentioned that he can feel flames burning. He knows he can see Lazarus and in, in, in where heaven is, how far off. He can speak and talk, he can cry out for help, he can hear and listen to a response, he desires water to cool his tongue but gets none. So hell seems to be a place of unmet desires, where you want but never have, where you're thirsty but you're never quenched, where you want something but never get it. And we actually see a micro picture of what hell is like in the way people are living today. So many people in this world are desperately seeking satisfaction thinking they could find it here in this place or in this relationship or in this thing or, or in this high or in this party, but never finding it. And, and they think, well, if I just had a little bit more, if I was just rich or famous or had more money, then I'd be happy. 
I read an interview with actor Matt Dillon, who was you know, starred, in, starred in Crash and You, Me, and Dupree, and he wrote and spoke in Parade Magazine and said this, and I quote, A lot of people are just relationship junkies. You roll from relationship to relationship because you're afraid of being alone. When I was lonely, I'd get into relationships just to alleviate the loneliness. You need something to fill the emptiness. It could be another person, drugs, prestige, or whatever. But I've tried all those things, and they don't do the trick. People Magazine wrote an article a while back, on, and the question on the cover was, Whatever happened to Lindsay Lohan? Referring to, you know, of course, going from a sweet, innocent girl to the drunk driver to jail to rehab, now to living a Katy Perry, I kissed a girl and I like it, kind of a quasi-homosexual lifestyle. And they were asking People Magazine, what happened? But you want to know the honest truth? Nothing has happened to Lindsay Lohan, and that's the problem. She's just doing what everybody else in the world's doing, trying to fill the emptiness in her heart. I'll tell you a better question. What needs to happen to Lindsay Lohan? And the answer is the same thing that needs to happen to you if you haven't had it, and that's to come to Jesus Christ and find life everlasting. That's right. And if we can learn anything from these Hollywood stars who have it all, who are bouncing from relationship to relationship, addiction to addiction, As we learn from Owen Wilson's attempted suicide, Heath Ledger's overdose, here's the thing, the things of this world don't satisfy. It's never enough. And that's because we were born with a great big hole in our hearts that only God can fill. This rich man had everything in life, but he couldn't bring any of it with him. He couldn't take anything with him to the afterlife. Well, that's what it's like there. Now he talks about when he's leaving or wants to. A lot of times on postcards you'll write, I'm coming back Thursday, look forward to seeing you. Let's listen to what this man said about when he gets to leave hell. He asked Abraham, can I come? Can I leave this place? And Abraham said, listen, besides this, there is a great chasm separating us. No one can cross over to you from here, from heaven to hell, and no one can cross over from hell to heaven. So he finds out he is never leaving. Once you get to your eternal destination, that's it. There is no way out, no changing. It's, it's fixed, and I'll tell you this, it's decided in this life and not in the next one. You can't get there and decide, I don't like it. I went on a trip recently, and, and when I got there, it was raining, and I was kind of bummed out. I was expecting warm weather to go surfing, and, and it was raining. And I thought, well, that's a bummer, but at least I can just fly home in two days. But here's the thing, if you get to your eternal destination and don't like the weather, let's say it's too hot, There's no going home in two days. That is it, as it were. Your suitcases are unpacked, and this is now home. And that's why it's so crucial that you take Expedia.com's advice and know before you go. Listen, so many people are living life, making plans to go on vacation. You go buy a book, London in a week, before you go to London because you want to see the sights. But so many people are heading to the ultimate vacation, ultimate trip, and that's eternity. And yeah, just where I go is where I go. You talk to people, I talk to them all the time. Where are you going to go when you die? I don't know. Don't don't you want to? I don't really care. We'll just see what happens. That's the worst way to go on a trip ever. Because you might go to the wrong place. And the postcard from hell says, you can never leave if you come here. And you don't have to. Tonight there can be a change. And listen, your flight can be rerouted. Tonight you could have come in here going to hell and you could leave here. And if you died tomorrow, you'd go to heaven. Well, the last thing that's on every postcard. I mean, we all know there's only one right way to end a postcard, right? And that's, of course, I wish you were here. I've gotten that on postcards and I thought, oh, really? Then why didn't you invite me? Maybe I would be there and not here. You know, I'm just a little bitter about it. But let's, you know, we would think perhaps this guy's attitude might be, I want other people to come to hell and be with me. We've heard people talk about, you know, hell is a big party. I'm just going to be having beers with the devil, bro. 
and that I want all my friends to come join me because it's so great. Well, listen, here's a guy who's there. Let's see what he says about who he wants to come. The rich man spoke and said, Please, Father Abraham, please send Lazarus to go back to the earth to my father's house, for I have five brothers, and I want him to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have the Bible. It's warned them. Your brothers can read what they wrote. The rich man replied, No, Father Abraham, but if someone is sent from the dead to them, they will repent of their sins and turn to God. But Abraham said, If they won't listen to the Bible, they won't listen even if someone rises from the dead. I think we can learn a few things from this. This man in hell longs for his brothers not to go there. And he took a great interest in preaching the gospel. He said, could you send someone from heaven to preach the gospel? And that shows that he is willing to never, ever see his brothers again as long as they don't end up in the place that he ended up. I would also point out that in hell, he knew exactly what it took not to go there. He said, if you tell them my brothers and they repent and turn to God and confess their sins, they won't have to come here. Listen, in hell or heaven, you have the same information you have on the earth. That means that this man on the earth knew if he would have repented and turned from his sins and come to God that he wouldn't have gone there. Perhaps he even went to a service kind of like the O2 experience or had someone preach the gospel to him, but he said, ah, it's not for me. Ah, I'll, I'll think about that later. Like many do, they put it off. And he ignored the ache in his heart knowing he wasn't satisfied. Think about his funeral for a minute. You know, funerals are kind of weird. In America, we spend about $10,000 to bury a loved one. And I, 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 funerals are so strange. You have this casket, the body, but you know that's not the person because it's just an empty shell of who they were. Their real essential person, their spirit is, is not there. It's in one of two places. His funeral would have been extravagant, don't you think? He was so rich. It would have been all sorts of people, all sorts of, of it would have been a nice casket. And, and I bet you there was a nice eulogy. Someone got up and said, oh, this guy was so great. Live like him, be like him. What if he could have heard the words at his funeral? What if he could have spoken at his, at his service? He would have got up there and said, don't live like me. Don't do anything like I did. Don't end up where I went. Repent and believe in Jesus Christ and don't end up in hell like I did. And I bet you, friends, today, if we could hear those in hell speaking, they would send us a text message if they could. They would say the same, repent and believe in Jesus Christ. The things of this earth will never satisfy. You're going to die, and it might happen a lot sooner than you think. Be prepared to die. And that's why I want to give you an opportunity right now to give your lives to Jesus Christ. Maybe you're saying, well, what do I have to do? Well, that's the beauty of it all. You can't do anything. The Bible says that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, so that if who, anyone would, would believe in him, they would not perish but have everlasting life. So it's a free gift. All you have to do is receive it. It's a, it's a yes or no, I, I do or I don't proposition. Kind of like if you got a request on MySpace. You can either accept it or reject it. Let's say I put a friend request in on your MySpace and you go, what's this Levi Lusco guy? He's kind of a weirdo. Rejected, you know. <laughs> oh, it's your prerogative. Or let's say you said, okay, he is a weirdo, but okay, I'll accept him as a friend. And if, I, if that happens, I better make it in your top eight, okay? But, uh, you know, you have one of two options, to accept or, or to reject. And that's how it is with Jesus. You can't yes and no. You can't sort of follow him. Either you accept him or you reject him. And listen, friends, tonight God's invitation is in your inbox and you've got to do something about it. If you don't know Christ, you're going to walk out of here having made a decision either way. But I tell you, accept it. He died on the cross 2,000 years ago to pay the price for every wrong thing you've ever done. And all you have to do is say, I received that forgiveness to turn from your sins and you can know you'll go to heaven. My friend knew that. He's in heaven now. The moment his car collided and he died instantly on the spot. 
His soul went to heaven. And listen, it's not because he was a good person, though he was. It's not because he was funny, though he was. It's not even because he went to church or worked at church or because he was a good daddy, mowed his lawn, bought Girl Scout cookies, paid his taxes, or or wore a WWJD bracelet. Those things are fine. The reason my friend's in heaven is because he came to Jesus Christ. He wasn't a perfect person. He was a forgiven person. He did a lot of things wrong in his life, and he would admit it, but he came to Jesus Christ and had forgiveness for his sins, accepted him, and today he's in heaven, and I can't wait to go and see him again. Do you want to do this? I hope you will. Well, listen, if that's what you want, here's what you must do. And if you've heard nothing else I say tonight, hear this. You must, number one, realize you're a sinner. Admit you're guilty and you've done wrong things. Stop running from it. Stop blaming others. Admit you're a sinner. Number two, you need to recognize that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead to pay the price of your sins. You need to repent and turn around the way you've been going and head a different direction following Jesus. You must also, number four, do it publicly. Jesus said, if you confess me before people, I will confess you before my Father and the angels in heaven. But if you deny me before people, I also will deny you. And that's why in a moment, I'm going to give you a chance to publicly give your life to Jesus Christ, leaving your seats, walking down the aisles and giving your life to Jesus Christ. And lastly, you must do it now. And this is because you might never get another chance to make this decision. I'm not a prophet, I don't know, but you could very well die tomorrow. You could be dying in your car. I mean, we don't, we don't, we're not promised any more time than we have. So I'm going to pray and then give you the chance to make this decision. Let me tell you, you will never regret it. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this message. Thank you that as the gospel's gone out, it's been an invitation for people to not go to hell, but to go to heaven. And I pray that people would re- receive it and be changed and go to heaven and, and know that they're going to be forgiven for their sins. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen to me carefully. If you want your sins forgiven, if you want to know that when you die, you will go to heaven, if you want that emptiness inside you filled, or if maybe you left the Lord, maybe you walked with Him at one time, but you've become a prodigal son or daughter, you've walked away, tonight you want to come back, then I'm going to ask you right now to stand up right where you're sitting, to leave your seats, come to the nearest aisle, and walk as far close to the stage as you can from where you're sitting. Just fill the aisles coming forward. If you're a Christian here tonight, be praying for the person next to you, Person to the right or left, just stand up right where you're at. That's very good. Just right where you're at, stand up. Leave the aisle and just stand up right as close as you can. Just fill the aisles. Everyone else sitting. Just come as close as you can. Listen, we're going to have a song by Waverly and you guys just continue to come. Maybe with you in a prayer, uh, lead you in a prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. And, uh, you know, the Bible says praying is just talking to God. And sometimes we get this idea it has to be in a church or on our knees or these certain words. And the, right, the issue isn't exactly what words. You know, it's just about your heart being sincere before God. So I want to lead you in a prayer to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, to say yes to Him. So would you pray with me out loud, repeat after me. Let's bow our heads and pray. Say, Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I've done wrong things, as there's no excuse for that. But I believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead. Will you please forgive me? I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Please come into my heart. Fill me and use me. Be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. 
Thank you for listening to this service from Calvary of Albuquerque. If you would like more information about what you've heard in this message or about Calvary of Albuquerque, please visit our website at www.calvaryabq.org. If you have made a decision to follow Christ or would like someone to pray for you, please leave a message with our prayer watch line at 505-344-3658. Thank you and God bless.